This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry systemically designed for you to fail. Join us as we dive into the real-life stories of survivors, experts, and advocates to debunk the common myths and fallacies of cults, scams, and multi-level marketing. I am so excited to announce my acceptance of the nomination for Woman of the Year for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society for 2022. Man and Woman of the Year is a philanthropic competition to support blood cancer research among a group of motivated and dedicated individuals in communities across the United States. Candidates like me form powerful fundraising teams and compete in honor of two local children here in San Diego who are blood cancer survivors. Leukemia is the number one childhood cancer, and this year we're fighting for Avila and Marco. Did you know that currently there are only four types of cancer treatments for children? and they aren't even children's doses. They're basically just watered-down adult doses. Because of these and other factors, 80% of childhood cancer survivors will develop lifelong chronic health problems. At the risk of sounding like a hun, I would love to ask you to join our team as we raise money to help fund the research for blood cancer, develop treatments for all, and find a cure. Visit robertablevins.com and click the LLS tab for more information on how to donate, sponsor, and be a part of our team. A quick content warning. In this episode, we talk about toxic diet culture. Please be advised that topics may include mentions of weight loss and gain, examples of fat bias, and discussions on disordered and restrictive eating. Please use your own discretion if any of these are difficult or triggering topics for you. Thank you. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. This is a special episode We are talking to Lori Free. You may recognize that name if you are in the Life After MLM Facebook group. She is one of our moderators. She is one of my true life angels who helps me with all of that stuff. I, that group wouldn't exist without the incredible help that I get. So I am so excited to talk to her. She is an active community member in the anti-MLM community. We're going to talk not only about her MLM journey in and out, but also her anti-MLM story and how you can be an active community member in anti-MLM without having to be a content creator. So I'm very excited. Lori, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I really am so glad we can can connect and find, like I said, there was a bunch going on. So I'm so, so glad. I'm so glad to be here. Very excited. So much happens. And really what actually happened in that time between us connecting and actually talking is we got to become friends and like, so it's very serendipitous. So I'm not, I'm excited that it took us this point because look at all the wonderful things that have happened. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's start with your MLM story. You were in an MLM. Um, Let's talk about the MLM you were in, 
where you were at in your life, your vulnerabilities, yada, 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 you know, the drill. Yes, absolutely. So I was 39. Um, and, and it was see, around 2012, definitely had a lot going on in my personal life. My uncle had passed away and he had bad Alzheimer's, like, well, Alzheimer's is bad, but he passed away. And it was from that. And then also my grandmother, his um, mother was, were, was also in bad health, um, but she lived a hundred great years, but she had just passed away. And then my dad, who is my uncle, was my uncle's twin brother, um, was not doing well just because of life. So he was um, in the hospital. So all of that was going on. And I, we had two young kids and uh, married and I wanted to like reinvent myself. Like I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make money while being a stay-at-home mom. So I got into the fitness world and cause I started going to a gym called lifetime fitness. And I took this class called turbo jam. No, it wasn't turbo. They call it dance kicker. I don't know. They had to call it something different cause they couldn't call it turbo kick. Um, so anyway, so I fell in love with this class. Absolutely fell in love with it. It was so fun. The choreography was fun. It had great music. Um, I, you know, I didn't feel like I was exercising. I just felt like I was dancing and fighting. <laughs> so it was like dance fighting. So, um, you know, I was really into it and I went up to the teacher and I said, I want to be a fitness instructor. What do I do? So she's like, well, you need to go take powder blue their fitness training classes. So powder blue, um, just to give you a little backstory was Shalene Johnson and her husband created it. And it was turbo kick, Pio and hip hop hustle and beach body, uh, did a lot of her programs, which were called turbo jam and turbo fire and that kind of thing. So they had a, a link there. So at this point, I still had never heard of beach body. I went to a training and that's really where I would say my indoctrination began. You know, I was in a vulnerable place, but I also am kind of a vulnerable person. I'm an empath. I, you know, I try not to be a people pleaser, but if I like someone, I get very uh, caught up in wanting their validation. So the person taught the, you know, training, I'm just going to call her. I don't really want to give people's names out on here because I feel like sometimes it makes people go to their accounts and I'm just not a fan of that but let's just call her Nancy okay um she Nancy was very she was awesome she was very endearing very just love bombed me like oh my gosh you know you have potential um you know you're a leader of leaders I can see you going so far in the fitness world like literally just I was like wow, me, I'm almost 40 years old and I can start this whole career. Like I still hadn't heard about Beachbody at this point. So I took the turbo kick thing and th in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm not that good. Like I'm not being self-deprecating, but I wasn't that good. I was okay. But like, I, you know, there were people there that were 10 times better than me, but she really wasn't giving them much attention. So, you know, kind of fast forward to this. I took all her trainings, um, hip hop hustle, Pio, all-star presenter camp, all this stuff, all, all this powder blue stuff. And in the midst of that, you know, you know, uncle died, my grandmother died. And I told, I asked her, I said, you know, what can I do to get into gyms and teach? And she was like, oh, I want to set up a mentor call with you. 
you know, she just kind of indoctrinated me because when she, she first, like, I was like, what is the mentor call going to be about? Like what to do to be a better fitness instructor? She said, have you heard of Beachbody? In the back of my mind, it was like, well, I've seen it on the TV. And then I Googled Beachbody and then it said MLM. And I emailed her back. I said, yeah, that's not something I want to do. And then she said, okay, cool. Uh, Let's still try to talk next week. So, you know, I was still doing the fitness stuff. And then she um, contacted me and we did like a, just a phone call. And I don't know what it was that she said, you know, when I was listening to Fallible Fooney, Michelle, it was that same kind of thing. Somehow in my mind, you know, I had whatever she said was like, well, you know what, this really isn't a pyramid scheme. This isn't an MLM. I'm, I'm going to be helping people. I'm going to be using these products. I'm going to be getting to be a better fitness instructor. I can, you know, tell them about it at the gyms, you know, like somehow in my mind, I was like, this isn't an MLM or it's not a pyramid scheme. Like I you know, it's not what the stigma is. And, you know, I remember my husband saying, you know, I'm your biggest fan. He's like, but this does not sound like something that you are going to do well at. He's like, I'm not, no criticism. He's like, but you are not a salesperson. And I'm not. And the uh, upline Nancy or whatever, I told her that. She's like, oh, you don't need to be a salesperson. It's paint by numbers, right? That's what she said. She kept saying it's paint by numbers. I tell you what to do. You do it. You get clients. Oh yeah. Um, you know, that's the totally normal yes. thing where it's like, it's so easy. Yes. It's a business in a box. I'm going to help you every step yes. of the way. I'm going to hold your hand. It's paint by numbers. Anyone can paint in the numbers. Yes. That's what she said. And, and continued to love bomb me. Oh, you're going places. You know, I, I liked her so much that I wrote once I signed up and everything, like I did the whole, I bought the challenge pack. Well, I was beyond excited about it. Like a month after that, I wrote her upline, like a commendation letter. I remember this because her, her upline, I like, I sent it through on a Facebook or whatever. She was like, why are you sending this to me? And I was like, well, I just thought you'd want to know that Nancy was very awesome you know and I really you know her style was so not aggressive like I really felt that in my bones she's like she said something effective of that has nothing to do with beach body goals I, I something very like rude about someone that's in her downline you know that was the personally sponsored downline that she would post on Facebook how much she loved do you know what I mean like it was really weird it was almost like my first red flag that this was like Mean Girls, the movie. Like I just said, you know, if you love this person so much and she's so wonderful and she's all over your Facebook page with all the other little personally sponsored coaches and your response to me is, oh yeah, well, that doesn't matter because, you know, it has nothing to do with numbers, basically, whatever. So, you know, I just kind of, that was the first red flag. And then, you know, I did everything she asked me or suggested or whatever. I went to the craft fairs. I went to the chamber of commerce. You know, she was not a big fan of the Hey Girl inboxes. I tried not to do that. I really tried to call people. So I was all, not only was I trying to be a beach body coach, I was trying to be a fitness instructor and make money doing that Um, and getting, you know, getting jobs at gyms and stuff, which was 
taking up a tremendous amount of time. And I, I, you know, but I probably about eight months in, I was like, I've done all this stuff. And the only personally sponsored people I have are two of my closest friends and a girl that I think just felt bad for me that was uh, taught with me at the gym. And they, you know, they don't really buy anything. They don't really do anything. They have no desire to be a beach body coach. And she just gave me the whole, um, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, you, you know, it takes three years to build a business. And I was like, okay, well, okay. That makes sense. You know what I mean? And I was like, okay. All right. Like right there is a thought terminating cliche right there. Yes. Where you're like, yes. this is kind of weird. Like, is this how it's supposed to be? And she was like, it's going to take you three years. Like, don't even complain for three years. Yes. Yes. And then like that kind of stuff, like, you know, and then we, this was kind of like, I was getting towards my breaking point and I was still about a year into it, I guess. And because I, <laughs> I, the other part of my little like obsession was trying to get hired at Lifetime Fitness. And so I, I went to every single audition and I, I did five auditions in two years. She told me, she's like, well, make sure you get a lot of name and numbers from people there. She was like, that's a great market. Um, so I did that. Of course, that all blew up in my face. But doing that, I remember because, you know, when I auditioned, the only format I knew was the powder blue. And it's very dancey and very cheerleadery, I guess. And I was a cheerleader. I liked it. Lifetime hated it. And, you know, come to find out after some later investigation that you know they did they did not like her formats um even though they taught one of her formats at their gym they just called it something different so it was just very weird like you would you would think that I would be like gotten a clue and gone and tried like a different format to teach that was outside of Beachbody but at that time I was just so zoned in on just making it as a beach body coach like um because I've already you know poured money into it got the business cards all that kind of stuff all this time into it it still really wasn't going anywhere and then then I asked my upline about this this was really this beginning of literally I'm I'm not kidding you like a nervous breakdown um, it really was a nervous breakdown when I look back at it. So I asked my upline to put me in something called business boot camp, which was led by her upline. And let me, for people that are listening, you know, I'm I'm being very open with this. Um, I take antidepressants. I've taken my I've taken them my whole life. I did not know that antidepressants react with ginkgo biloba, and ginkgo biloba is in Shakeology. And I do remember, I drank it every day, like they told me to, sometimes twice a day. Um, I did all the little fasts and cleanses. I did all of it. I did everything that she told me to do. So I really think I was getting this like dopamine rush from this ginkgo, extra ginkgo biloba in my system. And then it's, I started to crash during this business boot camp. So I went into this business boot camp and it was awful. Like I get in there and the, the person running it, her upline was me. She acted like she was doing us this huge favor. We weren't getting paid for our time. And she would say things like, my time is valuable, you know. And I remember once we were all like sharing our link just to kind of support each other. And she's like, don't do that. She's like, we're not here to support each other that way. We're here to 
figure out how to grow our fitness businesses. She was just, she was a bully. Um, and I kept in the back of my mind, I was like, why am I doing this? Why am I in this awful boot camp thing? I got to sign on and get screamed at for an hour to two hours. And I am not getting paid. I know I'm losing money. The breaking point for me was she was having us listen to all these podcasts. We were doing like these homework things, just crazy, crazy busy work. And the other thing we had to do, she was adamant about this. We had to chat people up everywhere we went and come home with three names. So literally, if I went to TJ Maxx, Whole Foods, the grocery store, I had to chat people up and make friends with them, put them on a tracker and rank them. Like, is this person beach body coach material? Is this person just going to be in it, you know, for a little bit? Or is this person just a discount coach? Oh um, my God, what? All that just from an elevator, what they called it an elevator speech. Of course, I, mean, I was horrible at that. Yes, you know I've mean? heard the and elevator was, pitch before. Yes. Yeah, like I like your shoes. Oh, I did it. I like your pocketbook. I chatted people up. It was awkward. It was awful. One person specifically, I chatted up, got her phone number, and then I texted her because we weren't supposed to. And this, my upline, her upline were very adamant about this. They were very much against the cold DMing. They're like, you need to talk to the person because now I know why is because then they can't come to their senses, right? You know, they can't do any research if you've got them trapped on the phone. So I was texting this girl and she's like, why do you want to talk to me so bad? She's like, I don't even know you. You are freaking me out. That's what she texted me. And I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, that that right there, she probably saved me. Uh, I was like, what am I doing? This is creepy. Why am I harassing people to talk to me that don't want to talk to me? They they, this is suspicious. You know what I mean? So at that point, I remember um, like inboxing or PMing the upline, my upline's upline that was running this boot camp. And I said, you know, I like the fact that I'm learning all this personal development. I really do not like chatting people up and putting them on a tracker and then constantly texting them till they'll talk to me I said something feels very wrong about that and her response to me was well then you're probably not a good fit for this boot camp and I got booted wow right right you know and actually she did me a favor oh she did put a smiley face emoji on there so that was great um oh bless her heart yeah wasn't that nice um and I remember after I got booted there was one lady that was kind of you know, friends with on Facebook and she inboxed me and said something to the effect of, wow, that was so brave. And I was like, what do you mean? I guess the upline said something about me in the group. And she said, well, brave of you to stand up to her. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what she said about me. So, so anyways, I was booted and I was actually devastated. I was like, I failed. I'm, you know, it, you know, lo and behold, I was also, my antidepressants stopped working. I was sobbing, sobbing on the phone with a friend of mine who was, you know, the one of the friends that nicely signed up just because she felt bad. And she was like, honey, she was like, why are you doing this? 
why are you doing this? She was like, you're not making any money and you are in a really bad state right now. So I was like, you know, I had some reflection. I went back in and I saw my psychiatrist and she was like, what's in the stuff that you've been drinking? And I brought like a package and she was like, oh my God. She was like, there's ginkgo biloba in here. She was like, you can't have that stuff. So this do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report, and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. So that right there, I was like, this is, you know, I know Beachbody does all their disclaimers, consult with a physician, you know, like all health companies do, but you can bet your bottom dollar that none of the coaches tell anyone that. And my coach was the one above me was like, oh, I tell pregnant moms that it's so good for them. And my doctor approved it and that they do not need to see a doctor. That's That's wild. crazy. It is why oh, you don't need to see a doctor. I asked mine and he said, it's fine. Yes. Yeah. And I remember that in the beginning because I, she had said something about at the very beginning. I was like, what's in Shakeology? And, um, you know, bottom line is with any supplement, you know, my lesson, I run everything by my doctors that I take. Cause you just don't know you know, like it's really hard sometimes for me to like not comment on stuff because I see some top fitness professionals in Beachbody and out of Beachbody promoting things like L-theanine, GABA um, supplements, ginkgo biloba, um, St. John's wort, and these react with antidepressants. And even CBD oil, you have to be really careful with that too. So I, I had to change my antidepressants because of Shakeology. My, my doctor is like, well, now that you've counteracted it, you need, we need to change you. We changed my antidepressant. I stopped drinking Shakeology. Um, but I was still devastated. Still felt like I failed. Um, still wanted to figure out how I could drink Shakeology. I still had a very hard time letting it go. It it still took me like probably, you know, I stopped buying the Shakeology, but I was still, you know, paying $15 a month because in my brain, I was like, I can still do this. I can figure it out. I think I started buying like the Beachbody powder or something like their protein shake. And then um, 
And then I, I just remember waking up one morning. I'm like, this, I can't do, oh, I know what it was. Um, I had another friend who ran a business, a real business and was like, have you done a profit and loss? And I was like, no, what's that? <laughs> I was like, what is that? Well, I didn't even know what that is, right? There, it's my upline's telling me it takes three years to start a business and I don't even know what a profit and loss is, right? Meanwhile, my husband's working a million hours a week, not knowing that I spent a lot and I did a profit and loss and I probably spent, I, I you know, between the trainings I took and all the Shakeology and that I bought and the things I bought to make rank. And I did like Michelle, I wasn't as, I didn't go as crazy with the ghost accounts. Uh, I, I did it a few times to hit success club because I was like one purchase away or something. So I maybe had like three ghost accounts. I know that over the course of two years, I probably lost $2,000, which really isn't that bad in the scheme of things. I didn't make any money, obviously, but only losing 2000 to me was like, okay, it's kind of a break even because I was also trying to do fitness. And I did calculate the trainings that I went to into my profit and loss because I, I did treat it like my fitness biz. I did it all together, if that makes sense, like what I made teaching fitness with Beachbody, subtracting out the cost of the trainings and the equipment and all that kind of stuff. So that's not bad. That was okay. And so then I was like, okay, you know what? This isn't working out. I'm done. I emailed my uh, upline. I said, I don't want to be a Beachbody coach anymore. And she was like, oh, why don't you know? And I said, it's just not for me. I don't like it. You know, I didn't really go into details with her because I was just so like, I just wanted to be done with it, right? And she said, I quote, I'm so disappointed. I've lost $1,200 worth of training on you. I said, training on what? I paid you for all the instructor trainings. I was like, I, that, how could that be? You made money off me because the instructor trainings, mind you, were separate. They were offered by Powder Blue and I paid her. I paid Powder Blue for that. She's like, oh no, I mean all of the money I've spent training you to be a beach buddy coach. I've lost $1,200. You uh, somehow I stole $1,200 from her. D does that make sense to you? No, not <laughs> at all. I'm like, cause she makes money. Off, she made money off me. Um, uh, well, you know, her so time that, is valuable. So it's probably that. Yeah. I, she was like, she, I said, that doesn't make any sense. I said, because I'm in your downline and you make a percentage off what I sell. She's like, well, I'm talking about all the phone calls I had with you. And, I, and then she was like, and I don't understand you have all these leads uh, because I don't know if Michelle talked about this and if they still do this, but one thing that convinced me to sign up is when I guess old school Beachbody, when they had the Beachbody people on TV with the hip hop abs and all that. So when those people signed up, they would go into, some of them would go into your queue, like you know, Roberta Blevins just bought hip hop ads. Um, here's her information now. Okay. I never got any information because everybody that signed up through for any kind of infomercial, everyone checked the box. Do not contact me. And I probably had like 400 in there. I had a lot, I, you know, but they were all do not contacts. And she said, she was like, what about all those wasted leads? And I was like, wasted leads? They all don't want to be contacted by a Beachbody coach. They only like the programs on TV. They do not. And she was like, well, you could have figured something out. 
it was just it's just this pretzel logic right like yeah a lot of like that yeah like that's the kind of stuff that I guess just haunts me that I wasn't more forceful and direct and you know and was like you're insane like how are you saying these things to me I you know I will say that you know I'm trying to say this in a way that it's like the part that I think was really hard was uh, you know I was also completely attracted to the Beachbody program because I kind of fell in love with Shalene Johnson and her programs and I was really I really looked up to her really loved the way she taught classes I that's the that's the whole reason I went down this journey is because I took turbo dance or whatever it would renamed and because I loved her firm format it was the I'd never seen anything like it in my life you know what I mean I thought it was the most ingenious thing loved it and you know during all during my beach body time powder blue was purchased or absorbed by Beachbody. And I also tried out to be a master trainer. That was kind of a disaster too, but I don't know. Like I, my upline would also during this, try to get me to take Shalene Johnson's trainings, not her fitness trainings, her marketing impact trainings, her all like the stuff that Michelle was talking about she in my mind Shaleen's kind of the OG of all that kind of stuff just from what I've seen I mean I was introduced to Beachbody through Payo back back in the day in the day because of Shaleen Johnson as well I never did the Shakeology or or, or went the coach route but I do have the DVDs and you know and they're amazing I, I mean some people didn't like it, but I loved it. I loved Pio. I loved Turbo Jam, Turbo Fire. Just I, I loved the way she taught. I thought she was the most inspiring teacher. What was frustrating to me was how much her her stuff was pushed on me on top of the stuff I had to buy for Beachbody. Um, and I do remember uh, even in the business boot camp being told that I wasn't going to make it if I couldn't make sacrifices to buy all of the trainings that were needed to be successful. And she was talking about the stuff that Shalene, they, they would constantly cross promote her stuff. And, you know, I just found that, found that to be very shady. After I got out, I did follow her for a while, Shalene. And I think she's a shrewd business person I think she's a absolute expert um with social media like just genius levels my frustration with it all is she does do a lot of gaslighting in some of the things that she says whether she means to or not I mean I know that it's advertising and I need to get thicker skin but there are many times where I've been on her account and I don't follow her anymore because of this reason where she said things like if you're a stay-at-home mom and you only have one income that's irresponsible you need to be thinking bigger you need to be getting a job you need to have a side hustle um and that you know that kind of message was sent from her not only you know online at the stuff I was watching but like like through the whole journey as a beach body coach like it it was almost like getting 
trained in two different MLMs. Like I was just like, you suck if you don't want all this elite stuff and you don't want it as bad as I do because I'm willing to continue to lose money to get there. That was really kind of hammered in. Like I remember her talking about how much debt she was in and that you just have to believe. You have to believe. And don't worry about the debt. Don't worry about the money. That's dangerous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, <sighs> you know, and I think, you know, I guess that's what's so frustrating is she is extremely good in marketing and has made this amazing business for herself. But that messaging that's mixed in with it, and I don't really know if it's mixed in with it anymore. Um, I did see something the other day because I just went to her account out of curiosity talking about network marketing, but I know she also, she went to a really big, like anti-sugar thing for a while. And, you know, and I think she's off that now, but that affected me too. I really looked up to her and I did kind of mimic the way she ate. I know she's since spoken out about kind of, you know, the eating disorder that being in fitness created for her, but like, I cut sugar out. I cut gluten out. You know what I mean? I did all the things she did. When she did it, I did it. And I think that, you know, these health and fitness MLMs in particular, I don't think they realize the impact that they have on young people, especially. I mean, I was, you know, in my 40s and it was crucifying me. You know what I mean? I was anorexic in my 20s and it brought a lot of that crazy behavior back up just the the demonization of food was non-stop while I was in beach body carbs are bad grains are bad they make you a brain fog they do this don't do that don't eat after three don't eat after four like just that was something new every day that I shouldn't be doing you shouldn't eat cheese you shouldn't do this you know and then the, it's so prevalent in all of these health and wellness MLMs, the, the the information that they give out that is just so dangerous. And that so many people follow, not only in Beachbody, but, you know, in in all of them. I've heard about it from other ones. Beachbody is probably the most notorious for it um, because they have the commercials and they have their own master trainers like Autumn Calabresi. I've watched her a few times and I, I literally have to turn it off because she is, I've never seen anyone shame food or shame. She's gone into a grocery store and literally walk down the aisle and be like, I can't believe all the people who are buying processed food right now. I mean, who does that? You know what I mean? Like that's, that is, and she's got million, you know, I don't know how many followers she has. She has a lot of followers are like, oh yeah, really yeah, yeah, don't buy processed food. It is. It's really, um, it's really bad, and it really scares me. I, I'll, I'll just. I'm going back a little bit, but you know, my kids were young, and I thank God that they were young, especially my daughter, because I was, you know, I was anorexic in my 20s, and a lot of that stuff came back, and I had banned foods from the house. You know, I had banned foods, and I was starting to get into that crazy kind of like weighing and serving sizes and watching what my kids ate. I never told them not to, to stop eating, but I really stopped buying a lot of sweets and treats and that kind of thing. And, you know, oh, we only get treats when we go out. And 
that's, oh my, I'm so glad that that was so short-lived because the damage that that can do to a child is lifelong, you know, especially if they're in, I'm so glad that I got it out of my system before, you know, my daughter was turned like 11. She was like four or five at the time. So anyways, um, I mean, that's really scary. Rambling. Yeah. (laughs) It's really scary. It's really scary. You know, here's the thing. I remember a few years ago when Shailene came out and she was talking about like the toxic diet culture and like what she had gone through with Beachbody and how she was always pressured to be even skinnier than she was, especially when they were recording videos and things like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, is she anti-MLM now? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I remember being really proud of her for coming out and speaking about that, but she is still, you know, promoting network marketing and multi-level marketing as a viable option I've seen um she's yes. very close she's very close but uh she's not there yet. yeah yeah I saw I did look at a, a recent post and she does she posted something and it was just she realizes that network marketing was like kind of had a lot of slimy tactics but see this is the thing she was saying, buy my stuff so you don't have to do it that way. And that's the problem I ran into as a Beachbody coach. Like, I'm supposed to sign up and get this great training, but yet now you want me to spend $2,000 to get it from somebody else? So I did look at the little comments and somebody commented, oh, thanks to, you know, something like I did start my own business and you have helped me, but it's my own business. I will never do network marketing again, something like that. And she commented on it. Shalene commented on it, which I also think is great. She does do a good job, like really responding to people. She said, yeah, I'm trying hard to work with network marketing businesses to not be the way they are or something like that, you know, but yeah. So close. See, (laughs) so close. Yeah. Like, but the thing is, is like, she'd have to revamp the whole industry. Right. And I know, I'm sure she knows that on some level, like, I, again, I, this isn't like, I'm not shaming her. You know what I mean? It's more of a, just frustration. You know what I mean? Like that she's someone that is huge on Instagram as a social media kind of guru. Really? She is, she could, you know, be a force for change. Like, you know, she, cause she's not attached to it. So she doesn't have to sell her programs towards it. Right. She could be someone that says, Hey, you know, you can do stuff online as an influencer, as an affiliate marketer, whatever. And here's how you do it. But she would probably also lose a lot of customers. So absolutely. I don't know. It's a tricky one indeed. So, so you left you left multi-level marketing back in 2014 and you're yes, like, I'm done with yes. Beachbody. We're over this. And then six, six entire years go by and you just sort of like, yes, it just, you just locked it away. I was like, whatever. That was the thing I tried. I failed, whatever, moving on. Yes, and then, yes. and then COVID hits and what happens to you? Okay. So I, we, I got out of yeah multi-level marketing. Um, I kind of kept trying to do fitness. But like, it was just, my husband's travel like skyrocketed and young kids still getting sick all the time. I was like, I just can't do this. It's just, it wasn't working. So I just kind of was like, you know what? I'm just going to be a stay-at-home mom. And I I was okay with that. And then 2015, we moved to Canada for his job 
so you know canada great really the one thing i noticed like they're not they're not as prevalent up there there were a few like arbon tables at school things and stuff but there it wasn't as pushy i think there's more laws where they can't be as deceptive like i think their income disclosures have to be like really big and stuff i don't know i'm just guessing but um so it wasn't as prevalent um where i was i didn't really see it on social media or with any of my friends you know it would pop up but nothing nothing like it is in the states and so then yeah covid hit in march of 2020 we were actually in Florida at the time and then like the world imploded and you know we were like got we had got back uh, you know we were like locked in our house for 14 days like if I had gone outside and someone knew who I was and called the police I could have gotten a $765,000 fine and that is the truth like it wow. was insane. Yeah, like they, you know, it was really scary. I was scared. I was like, this is terrifying. I was spraying my mail down. I was spraying the garbage containers down. Like, like I would text my neighbor. I'm like, I'm, is there anyone outside? I'm going to go roll my trash cans out. Like I was that scared for 14 days, right? Um. So anyway, so... So I was locked into my phone and a friend of me tags me into an anti MLM meme. And I really don't remember what it was, but it sent me down a massive rabbit hole. And I really don't remember, like, it's almost like I got like so consumed with it. I created an anti MLM account that wasn't really anti MLM. It was more just memes, sarcastic memes, some anti MLM, some just whatever just whatever my thoughts were like just stupid memes and then started following all these people and doing research or read that uh, that time mark article i told you about and then i don't i was really kind of into it and i think it was around the time we were actually moving back to the state there was a lot of black lives matter protests and i was following a lot of that and there was a lot of um you know do defund the police so my day was just becoming literally I hate the world like that's where I, but we were moving back to the states was like sobbing in my bed like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to move like I I don't know if I'm gonna be able to leave the house again like I was really like this I, I was scared I was scared of like what was going on around me but I was also scared of how kind of obsessed I was getting with the anti-MLM stuff so I just deleted my account and and I went back to my original account, the L underscore Jane, and just followed a few anti-MLM creators like you um, and a few other ones that were just, like I call it just the facts, ma'am. They were just putting facts and, you know, some opinion, but it wasn't like extreme. It wasn't hate. It wasn't shading, shaming. And I understand where that comes from because I've done it myself. And the anger that comes from seeing people who have no money and are broke, your friends, you know, signing up for an MLM, you know, and being and trying to talk to them and them being like, no, I don't want to hear it. It's it, it produces a lot of anger and just the whole once you realize, once you let yourself really look at the income disclosures and realize 
that 95%, I'm being generous, lose money. And then, and then I think you said, Roberta, when I heard that it was bipartisan, you just, it, it can consume you. It can consume you that this billion dollar industry is taking advantage of so many and they don't even know it. You know, um, it's just kind of heartbreaking in a way. And it does, it can consume your brain power for sure. Absolutely. And this is a very hard advocacy. And it's very interesting what you said about you did create an account and you were like, I'm going to share this stuff. And you're like, this is too much for me. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. this community, it, it is a, a working machine and we have so many different parts. We're not all just cogs because we can't just have a machine full of cogs. That's what MLM is. It doesn't work, right? We, everyone has their place in this machine of anti-MLM to keep it going, to keep it moving, to keep it growing. And it's really interesting because not everybody has to be a creator. Not everybody has to shout from the rooftop their anti-MLM. Not everybody has to be that. You can be a community member. You can be an active community member, which is what you've decided to do. You're like, this advocacy for me, too much. I just want to come. Yes. I just want to know the facts. I just want to be able to help those that I love that might get stuck in these and, and to, to continue that conversation. And it's really awesome because I think there's a lot of people that listen that go, man, I really want to be a part of this community, but I can't make content or yes. I don't feel clever enough or creative enough, or how can I help aside from just reporting things? Or how can I help aside from sharing memes? Like being an active community member is an incredible yes. way to be a part of the anti-MLM community without having to be out and proud on the screen. This is what I look like. These are my opinions. Sorry, not sorry. You know? Yeah. And that's I, when you were saying that I was thinking like, I'm like, like right now I have anxiety for even saying Shalene's name. Cause I'm like, like, I'm like seriously worried that someone's going to like go to her account and say mean things or what if she sues me for slander? I mean, I don't think I said anything all I, you know, like awful. Um, but that it's the environment sometimes that is created is so, it can be so pitchforky, right? Not just with anti MLM, but with any time you are in an activist advocacy thing, um, or place, it gets pitchforky and it gets, I'm going to go to this person's account and tell them why they're wrong. Um, and you know, I've done that before, or I've gone in, you know, on the comments on, you know, someone will showcase, you know, a beach body coach saying things that are just awful, you know, like shaming fat people and saying like, there was a beach body coach that has a quarter million of a followers that basically said that all the people that got COVID and died was because of comorbidities and that they were unhealthy people. Um, and, you know, thank God I was further along my journey or I would have gone off on the comments. But unfortunately, you know, any of this is risky because it does, you know, people get mad and they want answers. They want to know, you know, like, why did you say that? Why did you do that? That's so awful. Um, and 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 then they get blocked and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it does, it can become consuming but like you said I'm I've really honestly this year thanks to you and us keeping up a friendship like joining um 
the Life After MLM Facebook group and being a moderator in there has been very rewarding. And we are all working together to make sure that that group does not become a place where we just put up memes and talk about how bad it is. Like, yes, that serves a purpose and I get it, you know, like that's fine, but that's not what we're trying to do. And I don't think change comes from that, honestly. Change comes from realizing that we were all in the same place that all that the 95% are in right now that are in MLMs. Hopeful, caught up, admiring their upline, thinking that it's really gonna work out if they just contact 10 more people and they get one more yes. We've all been there. So shaming it doesn't do anything. So, you know, the the change comes from recognizing that it is a very my word of the year has been insidious. It's insidious. And I hope I'm not going on too long. The other thing I was going to say about that was, you know, I have a lot of friends who just buy the products and they don't see any harm from that. Right. And I haven't really gone back and forth with anybody on it. Um, I know the argument is, but you're participating in an industry that's problematic. Um, so I'm stuck on that one. Cause like, what if, you know, I'm like, what if I hadn't stumbled upon all this and I, you know, I fell in love with flash boost or whatever, and I just couldn't live without it. And that's the only thing I bought. How many people am I really hurting? Right. That makes up a layer of MLMs is just that discount customer. So I don't, what are your thoughts on that? Like, yes, they're participating in a predatory business model, but they don't see it that way. And I, can see why they don't see it that way. I can definitely see how people wouldn't see it that way, especially if they're not deep into the movement and don't really understand all of the complicated layers. Like you said, it's insidious. Yeah. Um, I try to always lead with compassion when we talk about this sort of thing. I personally am hundred percent anti-MLM. I don't, I don't support it. In fact, it, yeah. it's like looped around to now it's kitschy. And I'm like, oh, look what I found at the Goodwill. It's the old Avon perfume bottle. I'm going to keep this. Like, it's now funny. Like I've, I've moved out and I'm into the dark comedy aspect of collecting MLM yeah. paraphernalia. But, yeah. you know, it's best to not support companies. Um, I, I say mm -hmm. if you absolutely need that product and you haven't been able to find a replacement or an alternative, and that's because maybe your executive dysfunction, it's really hard. I got to try a lot of different lash or eyelash serums before I find one that's comparable, whatever. I get it, right? If you have to use this because you are not ready to let go of that last bit, you can shop from people that are going out of business. You can shop from people oh, that, you know, are no longer selling it and they have extras. There's garages full of the stuff, you know, there are people out there. Um, if you absolutely have to have it. And then here's the other thing, you know, use up what you have. It's ridiculous to throw things away that you've paid good money for, as long as they're not harming you or others, use them up. And there's great groups out there. There's dupe groups out there. Um, and there's threads in anti-MLM groups where they have like a dupe post, like, Hey, look, I'm on my last bottle. I, 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 I went and I talked to my friend that was going out of business about her last three bottles. I helped her get out. I've been working on it. Here's my last bottle. I'm on the last one. I need an alternative. And then people can give you the alternative. Usually it's cheaper. Usually it's better. Um, but it does take 
you choosing to do that. And some people don't want to do that. Yeah. Again, I can't force anybody yeah, to do and anything. I can only give you information that makes you go, hmm, maybe I am yeah. doing that's harmful. And then that's your own choice yeah. to choose. I'm not going to shame yeah. you for not choosing it. Um, yeah. But I might gently nudge you and be like, did you find an alternative yet? I have another alternative for you. Did you see this cool product? Because again, like if there is that layer of discount customers, BMLM is still thriving off of that. Yes. And so I'm so glad that you said that. I'm, I love the way that you explain that, um, uh, you know, I, I, the reason I gave that example is, is I have been, I share, I still share some anti-MLL content on my regular Instagram account and also a little bit on Facebook. Um, Facebook is, it's hard because it's just, um, anyway, helping like one person at a time say, Hey, maybe there is something to the effect that I am buying from a company that is doesn't really do all the great things that they say it does, you know? Um, so that's where I'm at with it. Um, the advocacy, the kind of behind the scenes and the groups, I don't like being in the spotlight. Um, I'm so glad this call is not a YouTube. <laughs> I don't want, you know what I mean? Like I'm not a in your face kind of person. And like you said, that's okay. Like they're, and there were just so many amazing content creators. They're just, you know, like you and all these, uh, you know, there's so many, they're putting out these, you know, graphics that are just blown my mind and, you know, just cheering them on. Like there's a, there is space and it's needed. You know what I mean? Because the more people that are cheering on these anti-MLO creators, the more people will continue and see that and share it. And the more people will be like, oh, I can cheer this on without having to stand out in front of my house with a pitchfork and, uh, you know, you know, like that pitchfork mentality, like, you know what absolutely. I mean? So um, I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely makes sense. And it's wonderful. I'm so happy that we have people like you who are active community members who are helping us and championing us and moving it forward. It's, it's a very important piece of the puzzle. And so I implore everyone who is feeling that, like, how can I help without being on display, being an active commenter, an active member of the groups, um, and just, you know, using your voice to help people is a wonderful place to be. Yeah. And, you know, when you were saying that, even being the person that says, hey, let's say uh, I'm friends with someone and we both comment on something and her comment was really mean, like just, you know, not a nice comment. Being the voice of reason when people do get angry and say things that are cruel, you know, um, you, you know, most anti-LM creators are like, this isn't about appearance, no shaming, no bullying, but the, it still goes on, right? There's still some things that are said. And the reason I'm saying that is because the MLM, the people that are still in MLMs and are trying to make it, they see that, they screenshot it and they say, look, it's a hate group. Absolutely. Um, That's an amazing point. I didn't even think that. You know, they do. They, you know, like they, I, I don't blame them. If I were in MLM and if I were where I, where I was, you know, in 2000, 
13 when I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to take over the world um, with Beachbody. And I saw some of the comments that people say about people's MLMs. I would be like, oh my gosh, anti-MLMs is a hate group. If the, you know what I mean? Because that, if, the, if I saw that, so I, I'm not saying that it is. I'm, um, I'm saying that perspective is everything. Um, and seeing, you have to, you know, realize that people, we are making noise and we are making a difference and people are watching and watching how we conduct ourselves in the comment section. There's been memes about that too. The one where the person's drinking the wine saying, oh, reading a comment section that has nothing to do about me. Like people do that. I do it, you know? Um, so that's just something to think about too, as well is, you know, if you are participating in anti-MLM commentary, you are being, your people are watching it and they're looking to you for guidance. So. Excellent. Excellent suggestions. Yeah. Excellent advice. Um, are you ready to do some rapid fire questions? Oh my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> okay. Lori, what is one word that encompasses how you feel about multi-level marketing? Insidious. <laughs> a warning or a piece of advice to somebody who is still thinking that an MLM is a good idea and wants to join. That the only way that you will be successful is if you compromise morality and ethics. And that I do remember being told several times that you have to work this business no matter what which is the truth. You have to let go of everything that is meaningful for you and make it your entire life. And you might be successful, um, but at what cost? What is the worst MLM in your opinion? Oh, gosh. Well, I would say at first I thought it was Beachbody because of course I lived it, but I did, I, you know, I've been watching a few people who have been doing some undercover work. Um, Monet or Monet or however, I don't know how you say it, to be honest with you. Monet is right there. This, the things that those reps do and get away with, I, I'm just, I can't even believe it. Like, I'm like, and it's because they're making the company money. And it's that to me, like, you, I think you know what I'm talking about, but I'm just like, I can't believe that they're number one, still in business and there's a major lawsuit against them. And number two, there's, um, you know, reps saying some of the things that they do um, and nothing has been done to stop it. Um, and then also just the whole lighting their products on fire. Like that, that happens. I've seen that video probably 10 times and it's been different reps. Oh gosh, the Monet science. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. That's the biggest, to me, the biggest lie because there's just so many people that have been like, yeah, my hair fell out. Yeah, my hair fell out. Yeah, I'm on the lawsuit. Like, how are they still in business? I I don't know. So yeah, that's gonna be my number one right now. What is the hardest lesson that you learned while you were in MLM? I would say the hardest lesson is to 
to forgive myself. Like, like I feel emotional saying that right now because it's like, I remember not too long ago, I called a good friend, the same friend that told me to do a profit and loss. And I'm like, why am I still, when I think about how I was in neutrality? And she told me to read a book um, called The Power of Now. I only got through half of it. It's very cerebral, Eckhart told. But the one thing that I took away from it is something that he talked about. It's called the pain body. And she said, you are holding on. And this sounds all hippy dippy and it is. And I'm what she was saying and what he was saying is you think something guilt gave me comfort. Um, I don't know why, but that was the, that's the hardest thing. It's just forgiving myself for getting scammed. We are not alone. I went through the same thing. And then uh, lastly, a positive takeaway from your time in multi-level marketing. Um, I would say a positive takeaway would be that I really fell in love. I was before MLMs, I was a kind of a, a an avid runner. Um, and that's the only thing I really did. Um, so I fell in love with other forms of fitness and really just doing fitness or exercise because I was enjoying it. That's the one thing I loved about Shaleen because she said, find your soulmate workout. Um, and I did. And it was, you know, it was hit workouts, cardio, punching, like boxing. So like learning how to box, even if it was dance boxing was just so fun. And I, you know, I still, I have boxing stuff in my garage. I still do it. Um, I love it. I will love it till forever. Um, so that is definitely one good thing. I never would have discovered my love of boxing or kickboxing if I had never gone down that route. That's a really cool takeaway. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lori. It was wonderful to finally connect and to tell your story and to listen to your really awesome advice about being an active community member in the anti-MLM community. Yeah, I appreciate that, Roberta. And, and anyone who is still in that maybe has listened, just, you know, hang in there. The answers will come to you, you know, whether to get out or, you know, whatever, but just hang in there one day at a time. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And follow us on social media at Life After MLM Podcast and my advocacy at The Real Roberta Blevins. You can find all of the links to the social accounts in our show notes. And if you just listened to that incredible story and you thought, oh my God, I have a story just like that that needs to be told, hit me up, therealrobertablevins at gmail.com. I would love to have you on the show to share your story and start your journey in life after MLM. See you next time, Hans.